Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Cliff, what's up? It's Bryce. I know, Cliff, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Cliff Brock. Welcome in and happy opening day to you and yours. Welcome into Pirate Radio Live on a Friday, a free beer Friday. You are tuned in to Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of our show today and join us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Let's have a fun Friday as we begin another ecu baseball season we'll be watching that along with you coming up at four o'clock and uh i know a lot of you folks will be tuned in uh and following that for you non-baseball fans we'll talk uh, all things football in hour number two today with tony dunn from the c3 podcast we'll tie a bow on the super bowl got a couple of of off-season topics to hit with tony as well we'll do that part of our two and then we will air our football interviews that we had earlier this week uh talking to the coaches getting to know the new offensive coordinator of the pirates john david baker uh also the new offensive line coach matt maddox uh talked to um a number of the offensive assistants plus uh damon magazoo chandler did interviews with blake harrell and Jules Montanar and some of the defensive guys. So we'll have all that for you coming up in hour number two of the show if you want to get your football fix here on a February Friday. Hour three, Morgan Aylers will join us. Talk of Pirate Hoops. Good win last night at home. A wire-to-wire, relatively easy win for East Carolina over Wichita State. That was great to see. Brandon Johnson stayed pretty hot. R.J. Felton was awesome in stretches for the Pirates last night, so a great win inside of Minji's. They'll try to do it again on Sunday against Tulane, which means we'll talk to our old buddy Corey Glore. He'll join me on the show coming up in hour number three and uh, preview that one, talk about uh, some hoops, some baseball, and more with Corey Glore. And Greeny, Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, will uh, join us to talk about the fallout from the waste management last week and uh, what that's going to look like moving forward tiger woods is playing golf this weekend and uh, we'll hit on that and his clemson tigers are playing good basketball so all that coming up with uh greenie in our number three brian north will join us coming up in about 20 minutes or so to get you ready for a very busy sports weekend all right um it is a special friday because wes hines is here filling in for shirley Rhodes. wes how you doing man i'm doing great clipper how about you sir fantastic looking forward to a fun sports weekend uh, i'll be out at clark leclerc on saturday and sunday i'm hoping for a just a jake hunter masterpiece on sunday get us out of there in about two hours and 40 minutes so then i could walk over to Minji's to see the end of ecu tulane 
that would be my perfect sunday there you go and then wes uh we'll go home and maybe catch the end of the daytona 500 weather permitting there is a good question weather permitting and then sunday night i'll pretend i care just for the sake of this segment the nba all-star game <laughs> wire to wire sports on a sunday wes uh, no thank you for the nba no wes i saw so i thought about something today and i looked at it and i and we have an annual segment that we do here on the show because I, I said we did this last year and we did it when Wes was here because Shirley was on her annual trip to Tampa. Mm-hmm. We are going to look at the roster for the Celebrity All-Star Game and see how many of these people we know. Do you remember we did this last year? Yes, sir. And you remember we knew you knew about two people? That's it. And I might have known five or six. Uh, we got Alex Harper here who hopefully can tell us uh, – who these influencers and musicians are that we don't know. I will do my best, although I'm not chronically online that much. Musicians? So. What, are you, what are you talking about, musicians? What am I talking about, musicians? Yeah. Okay, it's the Celebrity All-Star Game. Oh, musicians it's Celebrity are... All-Star Game. So when you said earlier you you remember us doing this, did you really remember it? Yeah, but I don't remember uh, celebrity. I remember, like, saying um, the basketball um players that's what i remember all right fair enough uh we'll see if we know any of these celebrities playing in the celebrity all-star game uh we will go out live to clark leclerc stadium uh momentarily and uh hear from ellerby and the crew out there are going to call us here in a moment so we'll have that for you um one thing i do want to hit from last night Again, uh, solid performance by the Pirates. Great to see at home. They needed a home win. They've been winning some of these games on the road. It was good to finally give the home crowd something good to uh, to feel about, to feel good about last night. Uh, and in that win, East Carolina wins it 68-55 over Wichita State. Uh, once again, Brandon Johnson uh, played well for the Pirates, shot the ball well for East Carolina last night, 21 points for him. R.J. Felton, 7 of 14, 3 of 5 from deep, hit all his free throws. Pirates, by the way, 11 out of 12 at the line last night. There were not a lot of free throws last night. I wanted to see history. I remember my, my dad saying in the first half, like, this game's going by pretty smoothly. And we looked up, and I think ECU had like three fouls, and Wichita State had three or four. So there weren't a ton of fouls called last night. We got down to inside of two minutes, and neither team, two minutes in the second half, and neither team had shot a one-on-one free throw. ECU's seventh team foul came with 149 left on the clock in the game. So we were very close to seeing what I could say was the first time ever in Minji's uh, neither team got in the bonus. So uh, the refs could have called a few things here or there, but they were not an issue last night. They let them play for the most part, and it made for a pretty fluid, seamless basketball game. Uh, but 21 from BJ, 21 from RJ. You could argue the highlight of the night was halftime, where the ECU football players, select players from the football team, danced with the dance team and it was great the, the guys looked good out there they knew their moves some were stiffer than others i thought but for the most part that was fantastic would love to see more of that but got a great question i think it was josh who tweeted me during the game and said 
why was alex harper not part of the dance routine at halftime i was polite i was asked and politely declined oh that's worse i was hoping you weren't asked yeah why why did you decline because they had three practice evenings and that would have taken time away from prl all right that's a great answer right there that kid's Mm -hmm. going places (laughs) yeah uh i gotta say that uh well what did you think of your teammates first of all alex i'll ask you phenomenal job yeah i mean part of it like not necessarily the moves but like knowing the moves yeah you can tell they paid attention first of all a bunch of great sports good guys we got in the locker room to even uh offer to do that and, and also earlier this week you did sing acapella the VeggieTales theme i did so you've already put yourself out there once this i week. did yeah uh but uh, man great job by the guys last night that was cool was there a, who's the best dancer on the team you think was that a newcomer rajay would probably say him even though that's not true um i was not gonna say it but uh I was a little disappointed in Rajay last night. He knew all the moves, but he didn't have, you know, he didn't have the moves. He's no Jay Connor out there. Um, was one of the guys that did a flip, one of the new players, the uh, Lamp from West Virginia? Because I think it was number 11. I'm going to be honest. I saw the clip. I was not at the game, and yeah. I didn't pay attention to individual people on the court, so I honestly don't know. You said you had to study last night. Was that true? It was true did you study it was yeah okay. well no i didn't study i had to write a oh you had to paper. write a paper that's right yep. crisis management correct we did not need a crisis management in Minji's last night no pirates look good everything went well uh, i got some baseball on the tv today buccaneer music hall scoreboard update presented by the buck thank you wes vanderbilt up six nothing first pitch of the game fastball down the middle they cranked it i should say first pitch at the bottom of the first uh, so Vanderbilt got off to a good start. They're up 6 nothing in the fourth inning over AAC member FAU. So we'll keep you up to date on uh, what's going on today in college baseball. Pirates and the Bronx of Ryder getting it underway at 4 o'clock. Uh, Tyler on YouTube says, happy opening day. Steve says, HFMS, HF to you, my friend. He says he's finding his shot again, so the three-point contest is in the bag. Wes, did you see Chandler and I's one-on-one basketball game? No, I didn't. Thanks for your support. <laughs> Jamie says, hey now, and says, come home, Corey. Well, well, Corey will be here on Sunday. In fact, he'll be here Saturday night. We'll see if we can kidnap him and uh, keep him around here, but we'll talk to the play-by-play voice of the Green Wave, Corey Glore uh eric says alex please keep in mind who you're snapping to today wes is easily distracted mm. wow Dude, wes does a great job i will not tolerate wes hind slander eric said wes off uh is starting hot out of the gate today mm. that is true i got a question for you we were sitting there talking a while ago and you um you were talking about other things and i i was wondering did you uh did you make it home in time to watch the second duel last night from nascar i don't know if i did or not because i didn't watch it um hmm. but yeah i didn't pay attention to it west did you watch it i listened to it yeah okay mm-hmm. so who's uh starting first in daytona i have no clue <laughs> so, what were you listening to i was listening to the radio to make sure it, 
<laughs> it played like it was supposed to. So you were just doing some like <laughs> crisis management, I guess, making it. sure everything was running smoothly. Yes. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Jamie says, I think Wes may have worn that shirt last time he was on or a time before. He said he's seen it before. Oh, I don't remember. That does look familiar, <laughs> I got to say. Now look, I, I, we're, we're at checkerboards, <laughs> and I can promise you this is not it almost it, it looks not a woman it shirt. reminds me of the famous woman shirt wasn't uh, that a checkerboard yes it was you're just a checkerboard but, guy but the thing is that i had um had little um had little weeds little flowers <laughs> <laughs> which brings the question why would you buy a shirt with weeds on it well the thing is it looked nice i didn't know there was a difference between i know i know we don't shirt. have to rehash this again but <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, Wes, earlier, I had a really dumb joke, and you just <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed, and Chandler was here. By the way, Chan is at uh, Clark LeClaire Stadium today, and Chan said, man, Wes, you, you got a kick out of that one, and you responded by saying what? Well, I had, um, I had duck for lunch. <laughs> i don't see the correlation between the two okay does duck make you laugh or well most folks here in, um around here don't most eat, folks don't, here around here don't eat duck but i do okay and i went went and had duck for lunch right and um, <laughs> so but what does that have to do with you laughing at what i said well i was saying that um if it wasn't funny then let's blame it on the duck (laughs) Uh, okay i think i'll just never understand this uh where'd you did you have it at a restaurant i did yeah what'd you what do you was it uh asian place or yeah okay Mm -hmm. so what was the dish uh don't get me lying all right i'll remember. tell you what you grab the phone and we'll we got to get back to this story i want to know exactly what you had but right now we need west to to get the phone um jamie said i think that duck slowed him down even more well it was probably a hearty lunch i don't know if i've ever had duck before oh man uh, just remember get, get it from the best duck dynasty so all right all right do do we have anybody on the yes, phone we do. who do we LRB. got we got a LRB. LRB, man you we, we had a great segment going but i guess i'll let you interrupt jonathan ellery joining us live from uh the outskirts of clark leclerc stadium what's up ellery what's up clipper happy opening day it is uh beautiful a little cloudy but uh a nice day and the crowds are uh, beginning to uh fill in got holt nailers and the walk-ons just minus kate norman we're missing him right now i think he's working his real job but uh holden's out here and uh, he's been communicating with his uh guest this week the left fielder now right fielder for uh rider what give us an update what's going on with uh rider baseball yeah evidently uh he's um matt shepherd's gonna be playing right field he's supposed to be the starting left fielder but their right fielder is kissing too many guys so now he's playing uh right field there he's out with mono so uh matt shepherd will be in right field this afternoon did you just say the right fielder was kissing too many guys and that's the rumor that's going around the Holt Nailers podcast. So uh, we will see. Matt Shepard will be in right field because their starting right fielder is out with Mana. All right. We got uh, some Parker's barbecue sandwiches out here at our tailgate zone and uh, some ice cold Bud Light Michelob Ultras. And uh, we have a uh, Holt Nailers t shirt. 
and a barbecue sandwich to get to the now right fielder. Is that correct? Yes, we're getting to the right fielder. Matt Shepard, uh, we'll be out there heckling him a little bit. Talk to him this morning, though. He's pumped for it. Uh, Philly kid, he's used to that type of fan base, but uh, it should be fun. The one thing I liked about it when you asked him on the podcast, did he want a barbecue sandwich or hot dog? And he said barbecue sandwich immediately. He did. He, he wants to experience East North Carolina, so uh, we're going to hook him up with it. And uh, excited for it, you know. I want him to do good, but not too good. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to have one, though. All right. And, uh, Holton, you're hanging out at uh, the Pirate Radio truck right now. Some folks want to stop by. You'll hook him up with a uh, one, one of your T-shirts, huh? For sure, yeah. Come get a local politics shirt. And uh, shout-out Natalie, Matt Shepard's girlfriend, uh, the right fielder. So if you're in right field, his girlfriend's name's Natalie. And a uh, little tease for next week, what's on the whole Naylor show? Yeah, we have some cool things coming. Uh, maybe someone that's going to be on TV on Sunday, but we'll have to uh, wait and see. We're going to announce it here soon. All right, there's Holton. Uh, also got Drew out here, one of the walk-ons. Uh, Drew, what do you feel about opening day? I'm excited. I'm having fun. Just ate I'm a barbecue sandwich, feeling good. Heck yeah, I'm excited. Parker's Barbecue taking really good care of us. You're kind of the guru when it comes to betting picks on the Holton Naylor Show. Uh, any advice, uh, bets for the weekend? What about for the Pirate Baseball game? Yeah. Uh, just take the over on Pirates every time. That's where I'm at with it. There he is, Drew, one of the walk-ons, uh, hanging out with uh, Jack Powers now. He's uh, he's up here on the pickup truck kind of looking into the stadium. Uh, what are you seeing inside the stadium up here? Just some electric baseball ready to happen, you know. The boys are over here enjoying themselves, uh, deleting some adult beverages, uh, getting taken care of by our favorite barbecue place here and just ready to hand out some shirts. Well, what do you think about uh, your first Jungle Fever interview this week? I think there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, we got something in the works for the tournament coming up here on spring break. So excited to share that with you guys. Have y'all uh, reached out to the uh, North Carolina outfield and uh, try to get them on? They're going to be here a week from Sunday. Yeah, we're in the process with that. Uh, like I said, we got a couple more teams right around that date, too. So we're trying to do something cool, maybe a separate little sideshow for everyone. Anything uh, heckling tips for uh, talking to the right or left fielder today? I mean, Holton already mentioned it. I think uh, he set himself up for some failure by mentioning his girlfriend's name, so I think I capitalize on that one. And another than that, just have some fun with them and welcome to Greenville, North Carolina. It's uh, opening day. Uh, is this one of your uh, favorite sports days of the year? Got to be. Big baseball fan. Uh, took it to a different level when my first summer or my first spring here was when we went to the Super Regional. So excited for another year and ready to kick the door down. Cold beer, Parker's Barbecue, Bud Lights, Michelob Ultras, uh, beautiful weather for opening day clip. Uh, Old Naylor's in the walk-ons, even Chandler's out here. So uh, can't really beat uh, what we're doing out here in Greenville, North Carolina on this Friday afternoon. All right, tell Chandler to bring us some barbecue sandwiches, Ellery. If there's any left over, I'll try to see, but these these walk-ons are crushing them. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, thank you, gentlemen. All right, y'all have a good one. See ya. All right, there he is, Holt Naylor's Drew Dodder. Jack Powers and Ellerby having a good old time. You getting any FOMO uh, there, Alex? Um, no, because uh, no. you're hanging out with your yeah, best buddies. I, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, Wes and Clip. Uh, we've got uh-oh, pulled hamstring, but a bases clearing double by FAU. Vanderbilt goes to the pin, and with the bases loaded, nobody out, and first. Uh, batter the new pitcher sees hits a three-run double so now it's six to three with nobody out and fau trying to make a run here uh coming up or in this game i should say uh steve says chan is the honorary walk-on 
that he is uh by the way if you want to hear that interview with matt shepherd it is available on the whole nailer show so check it out before you head to clark claire today saturday or sunday if you need any i don't know jeer material if you need some heckling material you can find it right there uh on the whole nailer show we'll run a clip from that uh where he talked to justin hardy and zay jones coming up on this show Uh, they had some awesome things to say about ecu and their time here playing with the pirates all right wes um i don't want to completely forget about this so tell us uh real quick what was your entire duck dish today what'd you have i had uh fried duck with our special brown sauce it had uh broccoli carrots and uh snow peas all right sounds pretty good yeah rice uh, fried rice yeah and i waited to wait till i finished the duck and all that before i ate the rice because i could mix the sauce with the rice good idea pro move right there Mm -hmm. sounds pretty good man so do you prefer duck to chicken yes let's rank your uh your birds by taste with chicken duck turkey okay what else have you had all right, we, we'll go with um, ducks one. Duck is one. Wow. Turkeys two. Turkey two. Chicken three. Okay. Have you had any other birds? Mm. Quail. No. Dove. No. Crow. Mm. Bluebird. You ever had a bluebird uh, wing? Bluebird wings. No. <laughs> no. All right. You ever white meat or dark meat guy? I am a white meat guy. Mm. <laughs> Get, uh, give me the biggest breast you can give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's take a break. Brian North will join us next on Pirate Radio Live on a West Hines free beer opening day Friday. Back with you after this. Wes, Wes, am I still up? Yeah. Did you really go give me the biggest breast I can find and then play Dolly Parton? (laughs) I can't believe you did that. I am dismayed and disgruntled. Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. 
Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to the state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Good bass in the voice. Alex Harper with the ad read. Wes Hines here on a Friday. Steven on uh, Facebook's confused. He said, Warren's hot dog sells duck. No, 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 no. We get 10 all the way and two duck breasts. <laughs> PJ says, hello, Pirate Radio Live gang from beautiful Clark LeClaire Stadium. Go Pirates. A lot of folks fired up about the start of ECU baseball season. If you need some last minute fire me up interviews, you can go to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. We talked to Cliff Godwin, Trey Savage, today's starter. Uh, also carter cunningham parker bird we also had jake hunter on the show sunday starter yesterday on pirate radio live so all that content is available for you whenever you want it at pirate radio tv make sure you're subscribed and uh give us a like on today's stream if you are tuned in watching ahead of ecu and Ryder. all right let's uh head out to the pirate radio live line joining us on a friday is brian north wcti 12 north how you doing today man doing great enjoying this spring-like weather that Puxatawney phil had forecasted and uh uh this is rare normally with your first day of college baseball it's uh usually freezing cold and sleeting or doing something but we're going to enjoy this at least one day of beautiful weather no doubt, and uh, great baseball weather for a uh, opener at Clark LeClaire Stadium, East Carolina, and Ryder to begin the season. I feel like, I, Brian, you're the kind of guy that takes you a while to get into seasons. You don't talk about basketball until the, the calendar flips. When do you get into baseball? Is it different with like college baseball, ECU? Are you in from day one, or does it take you a while to get into this uh, long grinding schedule? A, li- a little bit quicker, simply because you start playing some really good games right away, and so... Uh, you know, with the LeClaire tournament and the UNC series early on, I pay a little closer attention. And, of course, it's easier when it's right here in the backyard. You know, with college basketball, the national picture, uh, I-, I keep an eye on ECU. But, you know, outside of the ACC, uh, the teams in our state, that's where it takes me longer. But when things are right here in our backyard and you've got five of uh, the top 25 ranked teams in the country here in our state, I certainly will pay a little bit more attention to baseball early on. Brian, uh, we, we talked to Aaron Fitt, D1 Baseball. He used the phrase rinse and repeat for East Carolina when it comes to especially the conference. They are the class of the American once again heading into it. Expected to be a team that uh, could potentially host a regional. Would love to see a super regional back here at Clark LeClaire like a couple of years ago when Texas came to town. But what's uh, your expectation for this uh, bunch with Cliff Godwin? You know, Can they knock down that door? Will they be able to uh, have an opportunity to knock down that Omaha door this year? Yeah, once again, the talent is there and the development that Cliff has had with his guys coming through. That's not the question, I don't think. Uh, the chemistry sounds better. Sounds like this team is a little bit closer together, and sometimes that matters in baseball. But ultimately, this is where the early part of the season is important for ECU because the AAC is not that strong. 
And so you've got all these really good RPI games to play early on. So I, I think the, the first half of the season is super important for the Pirates and their postseason hopes because they have to put it in the voters' minds that they are one of the top programs before they get into the AAC. And if they do what they're supposed to in AAC, run right through it and win the tournament, that's when you're going to get that super regional host. So that's why I think the beginning of the year is going to be really important for this group. Got Ryder in town a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Campbell midweek, North Carolina next week. So you're right, Brian. It does get interesting very early uh, for East Carolina when it comes to baseball. Pirates will be back home in basketball coming up on Sunday. Hate the schedule makers. Uh, made the baseball and basketball at the same time. I'll be out at Clark LeClaire uh, while East Carolina is taking on Tulane in basketball. And man, this this, this league, and, and we'll talk about it with Corey Glore, voice of the Tulane Green Wave, uh, later on in the show. He saw his team uh, lose last night to SMU, and, and there are a few teams at the top with FAU, and I put SMU in that category. Charlotte and South Florida playing uh, a bit above ahead of their skis maybe this year, having great years, but night to night, Brian, you just don't know, and East Carolina has had back-to-back, wire-to-wire, relatively easy wins, which is kind of crazy to say. But you just don't know how these things are going to go night to night with these teams. Everybody is pretty much even. And uh, we kind of saw uh, you know, that uh, previously with this ECU team. Taking on a North Texas team was pretty good. Had them beat. They scored the end of the game. Um, we've had other games where we've cruised to victories like Wichita last night. So you really just never know. I think it's uh, parity throughout this conference. It's the portal world. portal yeah. world has created parity because – you don't know. You're still getting to know your players this year. And, you know, I heard an interesting discussion about Caitlin Clark from Iowa that she's been there four to five years. And establishing those old brands is what college basketball used to be. And then guys started leaving after their junior year. And now it's become the one and done. And now you throw in the portal. You just don't know what you have. It takes a whole year to get chemistry together. You're trying to figure out who your playmakers are and, and how consistent they're going to be. So the portal world... Uh, is going to be a parody world. And, and unless you get a team that gets stacked like a, a Yankees free agent team, unless you get somebody gets stacked right away, it's going to be hard to figure this whole thing out. It's going to be who's hot at the end. So for ECU, what was the best thing that happened to them? They had an open week, right? They didn't have to travel. They were able to rest and get a, a few extra practices in and, and get their legs under them. And then they come out and look like a, a much better team. So a lot of those little things are going to matter more now. Rest, chemistry, injuries, stuff like that, because of the parody of not knowing what you have and taking a whole season to figure out who your playmakers are. Uh, last night we saw the playmakers RJ Felton a big one and another good night for Brandon Johnson coming off a 30 point performance last Saturday and it is a lot more complex and complicated than this Brian but when ECU makes shots and when ECU hits threes uh, they're, they're pretty good and they win games I know there's a lot more that goes into it than that but uh, it's, sometimes it's just as simple as that for this uh, ECU team yeah uh, it's it's Whoever, whoever scores more baskets wins, right? I mean, so when the ball goes in the hoop, you look like a much better team. And so sometimes it's just that. Sometimes the ball is just going to go in the net for you, and other times it's not. And when these teams are so evenly matched, there's such a big difference with that. Uh, just making a couple of baskets down the stretch and finding the best shots for you. So, no, it is a simple adage, you know, who scores more wins? Who, who scores 
more baskets wins the game. It is that simple sometimes when it comes to sports. Looking at ACC play this weekend, Brian, North Carolina at home against Virginia Tech. They should be all right simply because it's not a Tuesday game or a midweek game. They have struggled on those. They uh, lost to Syracuse the other night, but they get the Hokies at home coming up Saturday. Wake Forest in an interesting spot in the ACC. So it's North Carolina, Duke, Virginia at the top, followed by the 8-5 and five Demon Deacons sitting at 16-8. and eight. Big resume opportunity for them at Virginia on Saturday, Brian. Duke will be at Florida State. And then a big one uh, Saturday night, NC State at Clemson. Both of those teams 7-6 and six in ACC play. I've not looked at bracketology this week to see what Joe Lenardi and the folks are saying, but I can tell you those uh, they got some important games coming up on Saturday for some teams. I'm no bracketology guy at all. I could just simply tell you that in the old days, the ACC would be guaranteed six, seven teams. It doesn't feel like that's the case anymore with the parity in college basketball. So your your top three, maybe four, guaranteed. But now you're in that four through seven to eight range. This is the time of year. These are the this is the NCAA tournament starting for you now for NC State and Wake Forest. These are huge games for them. And uh, so yeah, this is this is the other side of parity in college basketball. Just like we see with the baseball playoffs get expanded and now all of a sudden you're fighting for wild card games that would not have mattered in the past now they matter because uh, earlier in the year uh, look it, it waters down what you do a little bit later but it's an important part now for, for some of these teams going into their conference tournaments so huge games this weekend because these are the resume builders and as I look at it right now uh, the last team out uh, the first four out at the top is Wake Forest so uh, again that's an inexact that's a guess but that kind of tells you where they are and how important these games are going to be down the stretch uh, for uh, the Demon Deacons and teams like NC State right now look at Joe Lenardi the ESPN Bracketology has four ACC teams in Brian that's almost unheard of but you've got a very strong Big 12 a pretty solid SEC they got six Mountain West teams in and uh, that's been the point of contention for a lot of folks here who are ACC fans and and even um, you know Big Ten fans to hear that the Mountain West is as good if not better than those leagues but uh, that could be the case come March we'll see well that's part of the parody of the whole thing with yeah. the, for Portal is you got guys who are now spreading the wealth because they want to play and they want to get to the league and they can only do that by going somewhere to play and so these conferences that may not have had the talent before now getting them because of the opportunity they're presenting. So, yes, very unusual to have the ACC. And I'd expect them to, to get more. They're just yeah. beating up on each other right now. But I think when it's all said and done, I, I think they'll get a few more unless everybody just collapses here at the end. North, uh, it's good to talk to you. That means you survived birthday bonanza weekend and uh, also got through a Super Bowl 58. How'd your weekend go? Uh, were you able to – were you, like, dead tired by Sunday? Did you even stay up and watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> I did, and the problem was, in our household, kids uh, rule the roost, and they get to pretty much watch whatever they want. But Sunday, we laid down the law and said, nope, it's football. Uh, This is the one day of the year you're going to be forced to watch football. Well, they decided to go off script and do their own thing, and so they were wound up. So I missed, we made it through halftime. The wife wanted to see Usher at halftime. (laughs) And so we made it through that. I missed a lot of the third quarter trying to settle them down and get to bed, but then I, I did stay up to watch the fourth quarter in overtime. So I got to watch more of it than I, than I have all year long. So uh, no complaints. It, it was pretty good. It was uh, definitely a survival week. Uh, recovering from last weekend, but uh, we've made it to this weekend, and we'll be good again. Brian, you are uh, you're you're, you're kind of on the victim of the moment, police. If uh, if 
I started to say something that I saw last night. It's the greatest thing ever. You'll you'll stop me and say, "Wait a minute, let's let's think about this." Um, but I'm about to the point where I'm I'm ready to put Patrick Mahomes in the in the Brady discussion. And and part of it is, I mean, what he's done so far, and he's only 28, and and could have more come. I mean, it it's incredible. You knew down three, less than two minutes to go, the Chiefs were going to drive down the field. The question was, were they going to tie it or take the lead? You knew when San Francisco kicked a field goal, the first possession of overtime, that they're in trouble at that point because Patrick Mahomes has the ball. And, I mean, all the stats about them trailing by double digits in playoff games and Super Bowls down seven at the half doesn't matter. He finds a way to get it done, and it, it is incredible. With crap receivers, I mean, let's <laughs> with crap receivers. This is Tom Brady later in his career. You know, Tom Brady uh, had the, the defense early on in the running game, and then he developed and got better. And even when he had his best talent, they ended up losing to the Giants. So this is Tom Brady with a great tight end or great tight ends in his career, winning Super Bowls. And so, but Patrick Mahomes does it with a little more athletic flair. He does it off script a little bit more. Yeah. He, you know, Tom Brady could, could run some, but not, not like Patrick Mahomes. And Tom Brady never did no-look passes going across the middle or, or throwing back across the grain like Mahomes does. So it's not only that he's good and he's a winner. It's the flair that he does it with. You know, I, the only comparison I have is John Elway. And when Elway was getting to Super Bowls early with good receivers but no running game, uh, but and, and not a great defense, but he couldn't win those Super Bowls. And so, uh, and then obviously later in his career, he got to them. But that sort of flair and dynamic ability in the backfield, uh, it, the only one I've ever seen do it is, is John Elway, and even he didn't put up the numbers that Mahomes did. So I don't, I don't think you're out of line. We always want to have the full career. Yeah, uh, he's certainly on pace, and he, he's like a Gale Sayers. Even if he got injured and didn't play again, the the short career that he's had so far has been so impressive it's already Hall of Fame worthy. No doubt. Brian North joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line getting ready for a sports week- weekend that includes the Daytona 500, Brian. And uh, Coach Mac McCarthy is a big NASCAR guy. He reluctantly says it's Kyle Busch's time to yep. win the Daytona 500. So that is his pick. He doesn't want it to happen. Says it might happen. Also uh, says Kyle Larson is his pick to win the championship this year. Uh, what's your take on uh, NASCAR season? beginning on Sunday. I'm with Coach Mac. I feel like this is Dale Earnhardt 1998 all over again, right? A driver who uh, – Earnhardt was a lot more popular but had his haters as well. Kyle Busch has more haters than, than likers, but most talented guy out there driving a car. And the one thing missing on his resume is the Daytona 500. So it feels like this is his race to win or – have another monumental last-minute disappointment like Earnhardt had so many times. So it kind of feels like, you know, you got to watch the last 10 laps just to see what's going to happen with Kyle Busch. But I'm with him. I I really feel like this is his race to win or lose. Truck Series coming up tonight. Xfinity on Saturday. And then uh, Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday. Big sports weekend on tap. Brian, uh, what you got planned for the weekend? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got to uh, MC Casino Night in New Bern at uh, the Doubletree Hotel, the United Way Benefit, um, Black Tie Optional. I know you like uh, you like your wagers and stuff, but this is for funny money, raffle stuff, $150 to get in, but apparently I'm, I'm MCing that tomorrow night. And outside of that, just uh, catching up. I'm scrapping some metal right now. I'm loading up a trailer, old tin, pulled off a roof from a barn, so... Um, little bit of everything this weekend scrapping one night 
scrapping for funny money. To- <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jack of all trades, Brian North. North, uh, enjoy the weekend, man. We appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will take a break, come back, wrap up our number one. Uh, got some pirate baseball at four o'clock. We got a lot of football talk coming up in the four o'clock hour. So if uh, you're an ECU pirate football fan, you'll want to tune into that. Interviews with Mike Houston, Blake Harrell, John David Baker, and all the new staff members on this ECU staff. You'll hear that in hour number two. Also, interviews with Morgan Aylers, Corey Glor, and Greeny coming up, and the main attraction, Wes Hines, here the entire show, along with Alex Harper. More to go on a Free Beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you know there's thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ECU athletics as much as you? Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DIAL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now back into PRL, here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a free beer. West Hines, opening day Friday. Tyler says, Clip, I'm surprised you aren't going to announce the game you mean pa announcing or play-by-play announcing i got a job to do i gotta be here with the boys wes and alex yeah what's up i will be there saturday and sunday looking forward to being on the stick and um watching the game from the lovely press box there and hopefully seeing some pirate victories and uh, we'll be tuned in to the game coming up in about 10 minutes on ESPN+. Plus, uh, Let's get to our Fleet Feet Rundown. Brought to you by Fleet Feet, locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. They got the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe. That great one-on-one service you can find only at Fleet Feet, 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. And uh, got some big events coming up in March, March 13th. It's the St. Paddy's Pub Crawl. And uh, March 16th, Coop Strong for Miller, a uh, run coming up. April 20th, the First Step 5K Rook and One, month f- run, one Mile Fun Run. One Mile Fun Run. 
april 20th so and uh on saturday coming up tomorrow the uh coffee run 7 30 a.m at fleet feet no need to sign up just show up run and you get free coffee coffee afterwards all right um all right wes here we go we did this last year with you okay we got alex harper joining us this year we're going to see how many celebrities we know in the 2024 nba all-star celebrity game first of all the captains or coaches or whatever are shannon sharp and stephen a smith do you know who shannon sharp is no but i do i know stephen a smith yeah shannon sharp was the best pass catching tight end from my first watching football era usually tight ends were big bulky blockers Mm. shannon sharp great he's all a famer great receiving tight end he is now known by alex's generation as a uh Unk. <laughs> Unk, a talking head and he's pretty good at it too right yeah like he's pretty entertaining he's, he's really entertaining yeah uh he was an awesome player and now is uh very popular in the talking head game and you know stephen a smith loudmouth yes. from espn yes. who great. has also carved out a niche for himself you better believe it so i'm i can't say i consume a lot of his content but i guess i have to respect the game he he made a name Kwame for brown <laughs> all right on team shannon we got micah parsons do you know who that is wes no alex does micah he parsons he is a football player for the cowboys we oh. have connor daly who's that alex i don't know he is an indy car driver yeah, never heard oh, of come him on. never heard of him quincy isaiah is in the celebrity all-star game no i don't know who that is but let me look it up okay he played magic johnson in oh winning time winning time so that makes sense that he would be you know i never i've never watched him uh jewel lloyd is in the game she is a women's basketball player for the seattle storm so right now wes is 0 for 4 and alex is 1 for 4 uh streamer kai kai sinet you know who that is yeah kai sinet's awesome all right never heard of that person dylan wang i'm up now dylan wang no dylan wang why would we know him he is an actor he's an asian actor did he play uh shang chi is it that guy isn't that the guy that that's on the masked uh, uh singer love between only for love i don't recognize any of this stuff dylan wang he is best known for his debut role in meteor garden Hmm. (laughs) i don't i don't know all right the standards for the celebrity all-star game are not very (laughs) high that's the point of this segment youtuber and tv host lily singh nope Nope. all right singer songwriter sir s-i-r no country singer walker hayes yeah Walker. i think i know who that person is was he on a tv show uh i don't know about that oh nope it's not who i thought it was i thought it was the guy that was in uh yellowstone Hmm. i think his name's walker walker hayes you ever heard of him wes no i haven't all right you are ofer can you go ofer latin singer annual annual a double a a a wait a minute i'm not over who'd you get i got Stephen a smith we're not even his team yet this is team shannon <laughs> oh okay yeah. 
<laughs> so you don't know anybody on Team Shannon. No. And Alex, you know a few. All right. Team Stephen A. Artist and actress Jennifer Hudson. Yes. I yes. have heard of her. Yes. yes. All right. Good. Former NBA champion Meta World Peace. Yes. No. Wes, you know who that is. You don't is. know Meta World Peace? He's his credit, Lakers legend. He's credited for starting the uh, Malice in the Palace. His, his name was Ron Artest before he was Meta World Peace. No. Wow, still no. Ron Artest. Okay, you know that name. Yes. Basketball entertainer Jack Ryan. No. Now, I thought that was a show on Amazon. What is basketball entertainer? Is he uh, like a professional dunker, maybe? Oh, okay. Street ball kind of guy. Does some stuff. Not a professional dunker. Well, he is Caucasian. <sighs> And I'm gonna say he's. So no. <laughs> I think he's more. He does tricks. I see him drill, like spinning eight balls at a time and stuff. Mm. So uh, you were kind of on the right track there, Alex. Singer AJ McLean. No. Don't know who that is. CJ Stroud. That sound, name sounds familiar. <laughs> okay, he is the uh, quarterback for the Texans. Okay. Chef Kwame, unwatch, unwatch, unwatchy. Now, I knew a Chef Kwame from Top Chef. Let me Google up and see if it's this guy. Because if so, I know this person. I mean, if Chef is the first part of his name, it probably yes! is that guy. I've seen him on TV. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Top Chef. I'm proud to know one of these guys. Phoenix Mercury Guard Natasha Cloud. Nah. Content creator Tristan Jass. Musician Adam Blackstone. No. no. An Olympic high jumper. Gianmarco no. Tamberry. <laughs> and look, I is, I, that a, is that one of the guys from that video that went viral of like the two high jumpers that shared a gold medal? Like they decide they did like a jump off three times in a row. Uh-uh. And they, have you seen that before? No. Nah. And they like were both at their max height and tried to go higher, but both of them failed. So they just said they would share the gold, and they both like freaked out. Hmm. Not sure. Hmm. I know I'm out of touch. I know Wes is not up on pop culture, but we got a 20... How old of a man are you? 23. 23-year-old that didn't know a lot of these folks. So, yeah, the Celebrity All-Star Game lacks star power, I would say. I remember when, like, Justin Bieber and Kevin Hart were participating in this, and it was somewhat watchable television. (laughs) Those days appear to be long gone now. Yeah, right. Mike P said, I had no idea what basketball entertainer was, but I was confident he was a Caucasian. <laughs> uh, Jamie said, anybody there uh, playing from Star Trek? Wes would kill that. Oh, gosh. Come on. Because I'm, I'm in, I'm in the, um, the, the first, part, first part now on season three, so you know I'm, I'm just about done with oh. that, that part of Star Trek. Because there's only three seasons. Oh, two, you know who... Star Trek. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. You know who the um, Walker... We need to take a break. Give me some music, Wes. You know who Walker Hayes is, according to the chat? Eric said, oh, geez, the damn Applebee's guy. I thought it was that <laughs> Applebee's on a date night with some late night basketball. All right. How about okay. that? Okay. Okay, that is way old. Like, I feel like he should have been in it last year if you're going to put that guy in it. When did that song come out? It's got to be like maybe two years old now. Oh. 
You said old. I thought you meant like that came out like over a decade ago. No, I'm saying old in pop culture terms. Okay. Uh, there you go. Celebrity All-Star Game. Enjoy it, folks. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live Hour 2. We're talking football Hour 2, and we'll keep you up to date on what's going on out at Clark LeClaire. More to go after this. Last one, no. Last one to show I was last one you thought you'd see there. And I saw a surprise and the fear in his eyes. But I took his glass of champagne. I toasted you, said, honey, we may be thrilled. You'll never hear me complain. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local, print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at UniversitySportswearENC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back into PRL, here's Clip. All right, thank you, Alex. West Hines here on a free beer Friday. Speaking of Bud Light, got an 18-pack to give away coming up in hour number three of today's show we're talking football here hour number two as we'll hear some interviews with uh ecu coaches we conducted earlier this week over at the town bank tower coming up in just a moment but tony dunn joins us to tie bow on the super bowl and hit a couple of nfl off-season topics tony how you doing man good how are you good uh really good end to the nfl season the, the game uh sluggish and sloppy early we saw a rare christian mccaffrey fumble uh we saw a pacheco fumble uh before the scoring got started uh but the second half was entertaining and overtime was certainly entertaining and the chiefs uh, get it done again what do you think of super bowl 58 tony uh yeah i think i think you kind of described it pretty well sluggish start almost sloppy in some ways uh, a lot of butterfingers that felt going on and um Basically, I mean, I think it ended a lot like we, many of us anticipate, and that is the Chiefs winning on the last possession because uh, Patrick Mahomes is unflappable and uh, just deadly with his with the ball in his hand at the end. You know, the Chiefs were very fortunate to get that turnover that helps them, I guess, tied up towards the end or, I man, pull up. You know, I mean, I guess it was a special teams turnover. Ball fortunately hit uh, San Francisco 49er player's foot and you know you look at that punt returner he's waving it off and all of a sudden he knows he's got to go for it and he couldn't come up with it so hey the the chiefs got uh everything it takes they got a quarterback and a great coach and lady luck on their side tony uh as a swift <laughs> exactly the uh that one put him over the top um as a christian mccaffrey fan watching him in, in charlotte all those years he had 22 carries, 80 yards. He had eight catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown on a gadget play 
uh but there were still times in that super bowl following social media and everything and and i watched the first half with uh, a group of folks and uh there was a lot of run the ball more san fran and and maybe with mccaffrey but even elijah mitchell he only had two carries eight yards use check had uh, a short carry and then debo had a few but i heard run the ball more and some of these numbers uh, a little inflated with the final drive of the game and maybe overtime where they did give the ball to McCaffrey and get down the field. Uh, but even though he had 30 touches, there was a lot of folks screaming for him to have even more. How, how did you think the Niners used him and, and really their offense? What did you think about it on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, would we, would we have been right, Clip, uh, or I would have been right maybe on the under of McCaffrey's rushing yards if they hadn't gone to – overtime i mean he did oh you were right anyway because it was 89 and a half so he was under oh oh nice yeah perfect so um yeah it it looks like i mean i saw a funny tweet that said uh uh, kyle shanahan's doing everything to show that brock purdy isn't a game manager in the beginning of the game um you know they're running the ball i mean chris mccaffrey's running the ball well but you know, I feel like it's also armchair quarterback. I mean, I thought Brock, Brock Purdy played pretty well. It's just those defenses. Both defenses were playing very good in that game. So, yeah, I mean, you want to feed McCaffrey. Um, and it, it just seems like they wanted to throw the ball a little bit, too, in the beginning. Um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. You're going back. It looks like this is that it has less to do with that offense and more that they were just uh, unable uh, to stop the San Francisco, for, I mean the Kansas City Chiefs late. Tony Dunn joining us. Uh, Mike P on YouTube says, "Why do y'all have a picture of Tony's son on the screen?" We do need to update our Tony Dunn picture that we use when he's not in studio. Well, we'll get a new headshot of you when you come in, Tony. Okay. <laughs> I know you can't see it, but you do look. Uh, uh, you, you, Michael might be closer to you in the age of this photo than than you are currently so we we need to uh, 10 years old (laughs) we need to update this photo all right so uh that's my tinder profile oh there you go looking good um so the next time we'll see an nfl game it'll be the chiefs hosting the season opener now i saw this today alex will bring you in on this discussion Chiefs home opener in 2024. It'll be on that Thursday night. Here's who they play um, at home this next season. They got their divisional opponents. I don't think they'll do a divisional game, right? Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. They have the other AFC teams, Ravens, Bengals, Texans, and then NFC at home. They got the Saints and the Bucks. I'm going to take out the Saints and the Bucks. I don't think those are attractive enough. I love the NFL gave us a Lions uh, Chiefs opener last year. Felt a little odd, but they had the foresight to say these Lions are going to be good. I don't think you can do that with the Saints and Bucks. Agree? What's the What's the question? What's the question? the question is who do the Chiefs open up with on the Thursday nighter next year to raise their banner and to give us our our opener? Um, I'm taking out Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Saints, Bucks. That leaves us with Ravens, Lamar versus Mahomes. I think Ravens. Bengals, Burrow back. Nah, they're going to want – I feel like Bengals is going to be like later in the season. And then Texans to give us a C.J. Stroud playoff team. I mean, Ravens is the obvious choice, nah, right? Yeah, I think I'll go Ravens because I think people are going to want to see what would have happened if the – or. 
a rematch of a the rematch title game, yeah. ravens Bengals, texans tony who do the chiefs open up with yeah i think the ravens is the logical one you know the ravens want retribution for a great season and uh falling short at home against patrick mahomes um what, what did you say it's going to be in kansas city yeah the, the the super bowl champion hosted so yeah it'll be in arrowhead um I mean, I think the Stroud one would be a, a good headline too. Kind of the the newer star quarterback versus the more established one. If I was going to bet on it, I would bet Ravens. And I'm going to go ahead and pick Baltimore in that game. Can you remember this for September, Tony? Because it's going to be the same thing. Ravens win, and then we're going to say, "Oh, Chiefs dynasty's over. The Ravens are back. Uh, they are the the team to beat." And then Kansas City's going to win at the end. Yeah, and then the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to happen that way. <laughs> uh, three up, three down, by the way, for Trey Savage. Strikes out the side. Appreciate y'all watching baseball and tuning into YouTube. Thank you all for uh, Derek and Jamie. Got a lot of folks out there watching baseball, or, or at least uh, having that on the screen, and us uh, as well as we talk some football here on Pirate Radio Live. I was thinking about this, Tony. Um, there were a lot of parallels to the Pirates and Panthers last year. A lot of game. I mean, that last game, you hold uh, Tampa Bay, who had an offensive explosion in the playoffs. You hold them to nine points, and if you give up nine in the NFL, you should go undefeated, basically. You should win every single game. Uh, we had some games like that here at ECU last year. Uh, my dad at the basketball game said last night when the football team was out there, he was like, you know, Mike Houston's done just about all he can to try to get back in the fans' good graces this offseason. It was hiring a exciting young offensive line coach being or excuse me offensive coordinator being very active in the portal bringing in a couple of quarterback options and you've got people excited for pirate football despite a two-win season my question to you is can the panthers do that have they done anything towards that bringing in an exciting young offensive coach uh as their head coach but further this offseason can they do anything free agency wise uh draft you're missing out on that pick which sucks uh, but can Tepper and this this uh, Panthers organization do something to to get back in the fans' good graces this uh, these next few months? Negative. Yeah. No. I mean, is it really? I think I think anything. If they were going to do anything to excite the fan base, it would probably be actually detrimental to the long term, you know, team in a way. Which would be what trading up or something. Maybe, or a lot of people want to go and get a you know, a weapon, like maybe I guess you would go after a Stefan Diggs or uh, Mike Evans or, you know, some uh, T Higgins, I think T Higgins would probably be the name that oh, yeah, Clemson guy. fans the most. But um, I, I think this is one of the things is, is the best thing the Panthers did is to hopefully slow, stop the, the decline, right? As long as we're not declining anymore, then you can start to work your way out of the hole. So for me, um, I mean, this season, you know, the best thing that could happen for me is that the Panthers go out there and and establish that Bryce Young has a future as a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, maybe give us some real confidence in Dave Canales as a coach, and uh, then maybe we could see a good draft, a draft where some of the players are really, you know, we have some optimism going forward. I think other than that, it's kind of window dressing, and, you know, you don't win the Super Bowl in March, April, and May, and you know, and a, a lot of the teams that make the big exciting splashes 
are either really close and, you know, a piece or two away, or they're kind of flailing looking for an answer. <laughs> and I think that, you know... I, that hits close to home, Tony, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I think back to a lot of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer teams before uh, Tom Brady got there, and man, they would go and get them. They'd just be really active in free agency, and everybody would be like, oh, they won the free agency, they won the draft. The, the Jaguars are pretty famous for that, too, before this Trevor Lawrence era. They would always load up on some guys. And for them, I mean, you know, I don't think, I think the jury is still out on Trevor Lawrence yeah. for some people, and I know he's played well. He still tends to turn the football over. I have a friend who's a really good, uh, who's a really big Jaguars fan, and he uh, every time I mention uh, Trevor Lawrence, he says, "Bring back Minshew." Yikes! Uh, uh, I know, and but you know, is that this is, I guess, the time where you have to get excited about every draft pick and clip. You've just worn me down into it, like where. Uh, no, I'm not. There's really nothing you can do to just make well, me excited. And I, you, you've gotten closer to me. I'm getting closer to how you used to be. I, I'm choosing to be very optimistic and very fired up about this off season. And I'm very excited about the draft, Tony. Uh, tell me about your team in a little bit with these. I, I heard somebody uh, say that Dan Quinn's putting together one of the most esteemed coaching staffs that the that the NFL has ever seen before. Oh, my God. These people, and then the best thing I saw was somebody said, we've seen this movie before in Carolina. Yeah, so the most recent hire was Anthony Lynn, who was a NFL head coach. Cliff Kingsbury's on the staff, NFL head coach. Uh, so you've got you know names like that that people know. Um, they also brought in... The uh, Brian Johnson, who some were saying could be a a candidate for a head coach, got him from the Eagles. Although a lot of Eagles fans were were not you know too displeased to see him go. So we've kind of brought in some of the hot names. I got to be. I don't know a lot about Joe Witt Jr. at defensive coordinator. Uh, he comes from Dallas with Dan Quinn, but I think most people are talking about Kingsbury and Anthony Lynn. I guess anytime you bring in former head coaches to your staff. Just because we know their names, Tony, you get more excited about them, you know? Yeah. Is Kingsbury an indication that uh, Caleb Williams is a play for the... I don't think so. I mean, you could draw some signs to that, but but no, I mean, for that to happen, they're going to have to give up everything, pretty much. I think it's just more of they're going to probably draft a quarterback and have kingsbury's guy so to speak he's going to have his own guy to mold um and go that route so i don't know i've been i've been throwing some stuff out there i saw um like a rumor jonathan allen sam howell and i don't know what else you would have to give up for Devontae adams and you bring in adams and keep you still got your second pick so you would draft a quarterback to throw to Adams but do you want to give up Jonathan Allen in that process who has been really good on the defensive line I, the, the fun thing I guess about this offseason Tony is with that number two pick with some money with a, a few assets uh, they could be aggressive if they choose to do so so it, it kind of leaves open a lot of possibilities well I sure hope they are and I hope it works out and I hope that because if if it doesn't, the, the poor listeners of Pirate Radio are going to get two of the most somber mm. uh, sports analysts that you can imagine to 
it's not like we're the most excited, fired up group when it comes to talking about our teams. Yeah, and we threw in Danny Beal this year, who was a Patriots fan. So we had like the top three of the draft covered, basically, or the top three worst teams anyway uh, in the entire NFL. Um, let's see. There was one more thing I wanted to hit on you with football wise and it is escaping me at the moment uh tony what you going out to any baseball games this weekend you into ecu baseball at all uh i do like baseball i probably will not be in attendance i'm kind of uh just grinding and hustling and trying to make a little money man so if anybody wants to cash at me you're more than welcome <laughs> uh you might see tony giving rides out there and uh also teaching and doing a little bit of everything uh good stuff tony thanks for joining us all football season and We'll keep it rolling with the off-season chats on Friday. Sounds great, man. I look forward to being in studio next week. All right, there is Tony Dunn joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Pirates got him juiced at a leadoff walk to uh, Johnson. Starling got hit with a pitch. Justin Wilcoxon single to right. And now Jacob Jenkins Coward, the big lefty with the big mustache, is up with him loaded, facing a lefty today. And he's got a two and one count. So ahead of the count, Pirates looking to blow it open early here on this opening day Friday. Let's take a break, Wes. We'll come back. See what JC does on this 2-1 pitch. It is high. And you've got a 3-1 count. JC with the white cleats looking sharp in the Pirates all-white uniform. The 3-1 pitch. Fouled off. Full count. We got to keep it here to see what he does. As we hear Garth Brooks. Wes, um, Toby Keith passed away last week. I know it, buddy. What's your favorite Toby Keith song? Mm. He's got a big catalog. Uh, let me uh, let me think about it. I'll tell you. I'm going to let you marinate on that one. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Wait. I only saw I the end of that pitch. I don't it? know about that one. Was it right down the middle? It looked right down the middle, but they're <laughs> going to give him ball four to walk in a run. And that is an RBI. Let me look at this one again. Ooh. A little low, but come on. I don't know. If that was a rider hitter up, that's a strike. That, that's a strike. There's no other way to say it. That's a strike. Yeah. If I'm rider right now, I am perturbed. I'm heated. Yeah. One nothing parts. We'll be back with you, Pirate Radio Live, after this. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and a drink on the patio. Join down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Now back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right. It is death by a thousand singles right now at Clark LeClaire. Another one just dumped in by Dixon Williams following Carter Cunningham. And this one scores two runs. So still nobody out at Clark LeClaire. Ryder's got to have somebody in the pen by now. The the starter got himself into trouble with the walk and the hit by pitch. He's had some bad luck too. Uh, might have should have had a strikeout look into JC, but uh, the Pirates have just been dumping in singles here. It is six to nothing, nobody out. I thought two runs scored. The they're showing bases loaded on the scorebook, but it looked like two came in. Either way, uh, Pirates dominating right now, nobody out over at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Now I remember what I wanted to uh, bring up with Tony that I forgot. Alex, did you see the NFL quarterback that got suspended two games for violating the performance-enhancing substances policy? Jimmy Garoppolo, yes. Jimmy G. So he he was taking prescription medication but didn't file the paperwork, is my understanding. Yeah. Does it make you more handsome? Because if I could look like Jimmy G, I'm going to start taking something. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo suspended two games uh, as the Raiders are. They're looking for a new quarterback, right? They're not probably going to stick probably now yeah well probably before um today's uh, these fridays are going to be kind of tough with ecu baseball going on as far as pirate radio live and our viewership and listenership probably a lot of people listen after the fact but uh the numbers are pretty low live because we are pirate radio and people uh, like the pirates and there is a opening day baseball game going on so um I, i saw i saw this and i was reminded of it so when you have big events going on and you're a sports station but you're not carrying the Super Bowl, you got to have something on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Even though nobody hardly is going to watch. Um, here's the counter-programming for this year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58. What were other networks showing? The Puppy Bowl. E- ESP, that was on, yes. ESPN was showing UFC Countdown. So I don't know if there was a... Was there a fight that night? Maybe there was, like after the I Super Bowl or something. It. I don't I know. Doubt it. ESPN Two West was showing hot dog eating. So I guess a re-airing, or was it? Or it could have been a live like event tied in with the Super Bowl. Wow. But either way, nobody watched. Uh, ESPN U had pro box lacrosse. Box lacrosse is awesome. Have you watched it oh, before? Oh, so box lacrosse. No, how is it different so than regular lacrosse? Box lacrosse is literally just played in a hockey rink with turf on it. So you still have like the boards and it's the size of a hockey rink. And the goalies pretty much just wear pads that fill up the whole goal. So they're like really <laughs> massive. It's uh, really fun. ESPN News had LSU Gymnastics. Livy Dunn. Is she still there? I believe so. Uh, CBS... You know who Libby Dunn is, Wes? No. Okay. I know that name. CBS Sports Network, World Series of Poker. Mm. FS1, Pre-Olympic Soccer. FS2, 
women's basketball iowa nebraska replay not even a live event but a replay and mlb network had mlb tonight uh point being uh you just throw something at the wall when the super bowl's on uh, i decided we would get into some pirate football today because people uh you know if they aren't into baseball and listening to pirate radio live if you're into baseball you're probably following the game we do have some crossover we appreciate you well, guys. we're gonna have a lot of listeners monday morning true radio. good good call alex you're a sharp guy man what know. what you lack in spelling you make up for in other areas i can't spell for another but you know what <laughs> spell check was invented for a reason i no longer oh, have the need to be able to do, it's like that's uh, why yeah that yeah. makes sense it's like ele- like elementary middle school teachers when i was at, like when i was that age like you got to remember your multiplication tables you'll never have a calculator on you we have a calculator on me 24 hours a day true what do i need to know my multiplication tables for i mean you're not wrong we we waste uh you need to know the basics i think but do you really, really no, you really no. don't yeah. <laughs> it's all kind of a sham yeah like we um i can tell you that um, in my line of work you gotta know math you gotta know algebra algebra yes why what kind of algebra you need to know the pies and everything to, um, wes you work in the radio dude know I, the I know, pies yeah because um what do you mean the pies you know the, um, i know pies 3.14 but there's not multiple pies right but uh, still you talking about pie charts yes oh because, it, because, <laughs> okay. because and, the, and the reason i say that is well, because uh being an engineer you've got to um you got to uh, use certain calculations to um to figure things up so you got to have it on the top of your head what the figures are supposed to be can you is there any way you can give me an example of what you're talking about no <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being honest <laughs> and the reason is because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be sitting here for the next uh, hour and a half. Fair so enough. Trying to figure out what I want to say. <laughs> uh, Jamie says Alex also lacks in, in the song choice department. Choosing a song to sing on pirate radio. Cry. It's not my fault. You're uncultured. Don't know Veggie Tales. Wow. Mike P said thanks for talking a little lacrosse. You got it. Uh, shout out to Ryder. They got an out, and they're going to get. No, foul ball. Seven nothing. Pirates lead runners second and third for the star man, Jacob Starling. Uh Wes, let's hit some let's hit my chat with John David Baker, ECU offensive coordinator. Talk to him on Wednesday. And here it is. John David Baker, coach. Uh, last time we talked to you in January, you uh, were on the road more than you were here. And I know one thing you said you wish you could do more of is get to know this current roster. Have you been able to, to do that since all the recruiting and everything? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's been, you know, since we've been off the road, probably two, two and a half weeks now. And, uh, you know, that's been a big emphasis for not only me, but our our entire staff not even not even the new guys but the guys that have been here because we got you know i think we got 21 new guys on the roster that weren't here you know two months ago and so for new coaching staff coach staff that's been here it's important for all of us to get around these kids because we got to make sure you know before we get out there for mat drills and spring ball especially like they need to know who we are um, so we can go coach them how we want to coach them can you uh, give me a couple of thoughts on the, the quarterbacks first? Caden Hauser, what did you identify in him as a QB? 
skill set wise is obviously the first thing you look at. You know, does he have does he have the arm talent? Does he have the accuracy? Um, does he have a certain level of you know athleticism that can fit our stuff? Um, but then secondly, you, you got to dive down in and you got to talk to people um, that have been around him, been in a meeting room with them, spent time with them. Um, and that's what we that's what I did was just did as much research as I could. I talked to as many people that have been around him to where I felt comfortable knowing not only the player we were getting but the person because that to me is almost more important than the player because I got to know that this guy's got the ability to take the stress, take the heat of being that guy um, while also leading leading his teammates. Jay Garcia, how's you know? How does he and Caden kind of deal with? We're both coming in, and I guess we're going to have a quarterback battle here. Right. To me, the way that the way you explain it, and this is something you know I learned at my previous school, is just like you're trying to you're trying to always upgrade the room and upgrade the roster, and you can't worry about you know people's feelings or what they think. You know, it's my job to add competitive depth to the room, and I, you know I feel like we've been able to do that. But the, on the other hand, for these guys, like. All these guys have aspirations of playing in the NFL, and unless you're probably ten or twelve guys in the NFL, you're fighting for your job every day in that league. So if that's your if that's your goal, you better get used to it now. And and so for us, that's what we try and do is just make sure we got as much competitive depth in the room, guys that we feel like whoever's in the game can go win. And and that's what we've tried to do. And I think we I think we've done a good job of it so far. Reem Jeter is already on the uh, roster here, and then Cole Hodge was being recruited, and, and you helped, I guess, finalize that. How about those two guys? Is that do they have a, a future, perhaps, uh, on Absolutely. the field here? Absolutely. There's there's no starting quarterback at uh, at East Carolina, so Raheem's in there. Raheem is extremely sharp. Now, you ask any question in that meeting room, he's, he's one of the first ones to answer it. So Raheem's in it. Raheem competes every day in mat drills. Um, and then, obviously, like we tell our guys, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a third, fourth year, you know, junior, senior. I don't care if you're a redshirt freshman. The best guy that's going to help us win games next year is going to play. So if it's a true freshman coming next year and Cole, like, he'll play. I, I really don't care because I've I've done it with both. We played a true freshman at University of North Texas, played a true freshman at University of Southern California, and won a lot of football games doing that. And so – at the end of the day, it's the guy that makes the makes the guys around him better and is going to help us win games. Uh, Dyro Roberts says he's helping you guys figure out where everything is. Y'all are helping him figure out what the terminology in this offense is. So, how about that balance? And how about with the players as well, with the you know new playbook, new terminology, all that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing and, and one thing I've had to focus on is understanding. I'm having to just kind of revert back to okay, what was it like when we? left North Texas and went to USC and then you know what was that first year like at Ole Miss you know I'm, I'm not in my I'm not in my fourth year at a school in a system I'm in the first year and so making sure for me you know we're not putting too much on our guys making sure we've got enough to go get the base of the offense and we'll get to those things with time but making sure at first we're getting the base down and getting really, really good at that stuff. And then as this thing grows, being able to put more and more on our guys as they can handle it. Is there a position group uh, that you're most excited about? I know, I guess, running backs and tight ends kind of stand out. But but anything on this offense, you're like, hey, I can work with this. We can do something with this. I, The group I'm really most excited about is our offensive line. Okay. I, I really feel like we've got guys that, that care 
guys that have played quite a bit of ball, and we've got we've added some guys to that room that are going to again bring competitive depth. And so when you look at those guys, you look at their body types. That was the thing that I was most excited about. Is I felt like those guys they looked the part, and I think they've got the right mindset to go fix fix the issues and get it right. And so that's and I'm don't get me wrong, I'm excited about the running backs, I'm excited about the receivers, quarterbacks, all that, but. This thing starts and ends with those guys up front, and you know that's why Coach Maddox is here to get those guys right. Um, but as far as personnel and pieces, we got the guys in that room to go win a lot of football games. ECU offensive coordinator John David Baker excited about this O line. That is positive to hear, and hopefully uh, they can get that straight and help out whoever is behind center at quarterback and. Uh, also this run game which uh i know uh i'm excited about and i think that the pirates have a lot of potential uh in that area especially with rajay harris seeing him on the court last night dancing uh rodney freeman excited about it as well the new running backs coach at east carolina west you got rodney freeman ready to go let's hear uh from coach freeman no no looking not up there all right, well, let's talk O-line. Mike Maddox, ECU new O-line coach, uh, who I spoke with on Wednesday. All right, here with Coach Matt Maddox, uh, offensive line coach, East Carolina coach. Uh, first of all, give us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and uh, your, your football playing days, and, and how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, born and raised in, in Kansas, small town northeast Kansas, so my whole family's still there, and uh you know, had a had a nice little run at the small high school we were at there, and, and was able to get, uh, you know, a chance to go play JUCO ball. So I, I come from uh, Butler Community College, where I played, and then I got the opportunity to go finish playing my, my career at the University of Houston. Uh, started as a tight end, ate my way to offensive tackle my senior year, and uh, actually my senior year is when Art Bryles took the head job there, and so that's when. I, you know, started, you know, played right tackle for him and, and then I student coach and GA for Coach Bryles at Houston there and kind of that's where we got into the offense and the start with everything. So I uh, spent time coaching in, in JUCO for six years at Butler and Coffeyville and then made made some different rounds around the FBS world and, and probably seven of those years I was coaching this offense with the up-tempo, the spread, and, and, and the downhill running game attack. So. Yeah, and we've heard Coach Baker talk about Leach and, and Browse and use those names. Obviously, you want a guy that can block and pass protect, run block, all that. But is there a specific type of O-lineman you want in this offense to, that you identify? Well, we're, we're, we're always looking for explosive athletes, whether, you know, at any position for offensively. But I want big guys that, that are flexible, that, that you can see some snap and some pop and on, on film. And, um, you know, obviously, you, you can see some of those guys a little bit that, that play maybe basketball. They may not be the, the best basketball player in the team, but you see him being a fluid athlete uh, even at the big man position and then the big thing is just physicality and finishing on film do you see that but you know guys that can roll their hips that have that extra ability with, with leverage are, are guys we're always looking for what's your early impression of the guys you got here on the roster yeah we've got a lot of great great players on on the roster at, at every position but i really feel especially with the o-line guys that that we've got a big group guys that um just on the hook when they get off the bus you, you're gonna like the way they look and i know big john's even getting more and more molding of those guys this offseason but 
I like their fluid, uh, the, the, the fluidity with their, their movement skills, watching them on film against the, 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 the teams this past season. So I think we have a good makeup of, of veteran leaders and guys that are hungry and ready to, you know, to, to perform this offseason and can lead. But then we also have a good group of, of new guys and, and guys that we're mixing in this offseason that I think are going to provide some, some depth and some, some real competition. And uh, since you mentioned Kansas, uh, Eastern North Carolina, big barbecue area, uh, have you tried the, the vinegar-based, and how do you yeah, feel about it? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a foodie anyway, so I've, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm all for it, so I've, I'm, I'm ready for it. And I've had that Sam Jones barbecue and Good some deal. of that around. So I'm always looking for more places, so please tell me, make sure I don't miss out. Yeah, my Kansas City style, it's... You know, I like the sweet beans. I like the, the sweeter barbecue sauces, so I'm into that. But, but yeah, I, I uh, definitely enjoyed the, the vinegar base with everything as well. Uh, Wes, how do you feel about Kansas City style? Mm, Which I, I've had, like, Casey Masterpiece sauce. Out of, no, but he says, I guess it's kind of the sweeter, right? Sweeter sauce? Yeah, but I like Lexington barbecue. Now, what is that? Is that the mustard? No, that's the... Um, that is the um, the rub. That's okay. There's no vinegar to it. It's, it's just rub. Rub. Yeah. You like a good rub. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. We found Rodney Freeman, new East Carolina running backs coach. I had a chance to talk to him a couple of days ago. Let's hear that right now. First of all, Coach, nice to meet you. Welcome to Greenville. Uh, how's your, your early stay been so far? How are you enjoying the area? It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Being a, a guy from Texas and being able to get back in the South has been been awesome. And being able to dodge that winter in, in Logan, Utah, was, was awesome, too. So I'm, I'm happy to be here for sure. Another thing that's got to be awesome is you, you look at your room and say, hey, I got some talent here. What was your, your first look at Rajay and Marlon and the guys you got in the running back room. Absolutely. Like when I started looking at the job and it became a, a deal like, hey, this thing might might be real. You start pulling up stuff and, and doing some some background checks and seeing those guys that have played a lot of significant time here. It was it was definitely intriguing to, to be able to walk into a room that you knew had some some talent, had some older guys too that could that could help lead and help you get get adjusted to the to the program as well. Cause they like Rajay and Marlon, like those guys know what it's supposed to look like, you know, and then having having a talented guys with with Javius Bond and then Camaro you know those it'll, it'll I think it'll be a good good opportunity for those guys and what we want to do physically up front with the with the run game I think it fits these guys very well you you jump into it you get right to recruiting you're almost on the road more than you are home right so have you been able since you know mid-January February whatever to get to know this roster more so than, than being out there on the road so it, we're, we're literally just starting this week, you right. know, with us being able to get back last week, watching a few workouts, you know, but uh, coming in Tuesday with Matt Drills, we literally got a roster with pictures, numbers, <laughs> and faces on it, right. you know what I mean? So we can literally learn these guys, you know, besides guys outside of our room, mm-hmm. you know, so it's definitely been good to be able to get those guys, see them move around and get to know these know these guys for sure. What are the, the most important one or two things for your running backs, whether it be, you know, pass protection, catching the ball, what do you want to see from an East Carolina running back under Rodney Freeman? For sure. We want those guys to be be physical guys with the ball in their hands, you know, be able to make guys miss when, when need to be, and then also protect the football and like you said in pass protection you got it you got to be a physical guy in pass protection you know so i want to you're going to see a passionate group of guys that are going to play hard and play a full 60 minutes and protect the football and, and hopefully get the ball in the end zone quite a few times for sure yes sir uh, you enjoying greenville so far you mentioned uh being a texas guy kind of 
uh, the, the Eastern North Carolina barbecue, the weather. Uh, what, you enjoying it right now? Absolutely. The weather's been been awesome. You know, being able to walk outside and not have to shovel any snow has been been <laughs> you great. Go. You know, uh, definitely getting getting used to the barbecue piece of it. You know, being from Texas, we're big brisket guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so here it's going to be a little different, but we're we're up for it. Hearing about the the, the little deal that's at the spring game with the with the barbecue oh, yeah. there is going to be going to be interesting and, and looking forward to it for sure. So it's been it's been awesome. We're family's happy to be here, so we're we're excited. All right, there is Rodney Freeman, and I brought up Marlon and Rajay, and uh, unfortunately, Javius Bond was kind of out of sight, out of mind, got hurt, hadn't seen him in a while. Alex, how good can Javius Bond be for this East Carolina offense? Can be pretty good. Sorry, the, micro, the microphone. <laughs> that was, was a my dramatic back. pause. <laughs> no, I, I I wanted to put that pause there. <laughs> Wes, I, I wanted him to think before he said anything. And uh, Wes is a pro at this. So well done, Wes. Um, dynamic guy, though. Right? Yeah. And what's going to make him and the rest of our running backs so much better is we have insane depth at running back. I truly believe we have four or five guys that could start anywhere else in this conference and a lot of places in the country. So it'll and be especially if we're going fast and, and oh yeah. And, you and know. So we might use most of them. Yeah. We got an insanely deep running back room that's going to be extremely helpful. Rodney Freeman excited about that uh, with uh, those guys in his room. Let's take a break. We'll come back here from Blake Harrell to wrap up hour number two. Trey Savage mowing down the Bronx. It is seven nothing Pirates in the bottom of the second inning. East Carolina batting with two outs. We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, UBE, an ECU tradition for over 50 years. Shop online anytime at pirateradio, piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for all pirate ages. Every day is game day at UBE. And the Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open seven days a week with a live music every night with the best lineup of full bands on the weekends. The best part is that ladies get in free. Sunday Fun Day is still rolling with free pizza with cornhole tournaments starting at 3. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram for the latest on the music lineups, and we will see you at The Buck. Now back into PRL. Here's Clip. Thank you, Ahart. West Hines here on a Friday. Another Trey Savage strikeout, mowing them down, 7 nothing Pirates in the third at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, we got a 
take another break here so this will be a quick segment this is going to be uh old man rants segment pirates look pristine in their home white uniforms and we got a rider home run it is seven to one oppo pirates are great in the home white in my world my perfect world home teams wear white road teams wear gray i know we're in a different society now and teams have color in their uniforms but and i don't mind it as much in football not really basketball basketball's going wild with the uniforms but baseball i like the tradition white at home gray on the road i uh, riders going with a a dark top all right but the white pants with the black top on the road is hideous if you're going to do that do that at home you can't have two teams wearing white pants out there it's disgusting wes i hear you <laughs> i hear you loud and proud the other thing i have a problem with you played call me maybe um a little while ago yeah extremely catchy song mm-hmm. i could see why it was so popular you like that song, Alex? I do. I have a, I have a, I have an issue with it. Why? Okay. They're one of the ly- the lyrics here. Okay. Go ahead. Bef- towards the end of the song, before you came into my life, I missed you so bad, missed you so bad, missed you so so bad. That makes zero sense. How can you miss someone before they come into your life? Maybe you're just right, yearning for that okay. person to be in your life before they you, get there. No, listen, you're missing the feeling, but not that person because no, no, no. you didn't even know that person okay. existed. All right, listen, <laughs> I, this is now this has gone down um, your um, down your psychiatry. Um, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I'm excited for this. Okay, of all the things that um, somebody can be. Um, having in their life they could have covid they could have a heart, heart disease <laughs> what heart disease. where are you going wes you'll find out in a, in, in about um, about 15 seconds <laughs> you, you can have all of that two three if um, the worst thing is is loneliness and that is the reason why she um, said that line in that song only took 11 seconds okay Wes I get loneliness I get I get that feeling loneliness is worse than um, than COVID (laughs) it's a proven it's a proven fact (laughs) how is that how is that a proven fact okay that's um, on the latest poll (laughs) two days ago what loneliness loneliness um, is worse than any other uh, see who that phone is real quick because somebody asked what the number is I hope it's this person that is calling in I don't know if it is or not did you see this poll by the way Alex I I did not no I wish I received it though I would have loved to have we gotta take a break we're way over but Ellerby's at the game he's not listening anyway Wes where did you see this poll I heard it on the I heard it on the radio what station uh, w uh, NAV. WNAV had a poll. How many people did they poll? 
it says over over ten thousand people and what was the question the question was um what is uh what is the worst thing that you could have um that um that you can uh, that you'll uh, probably die with okay and, and loneliness was number one ahead of like cancer test, testicle cancer yes huh i guess because the doctors can't treat loneliness right yeah you uh, you've got to um they can but it's frowned upon <laughs> oh yeah okay all right i got you i got you there all right wes yes saying everything you just said mm-hmm. my point stands before you came into my life i missed you so bad you cannot miss something that you don't know exists now the feeling of loneliness i get if she said before you came into my life i was lonely and that sucked and had covid (laughs) (laughs) my point is wes this person wasn't in her life how did she know she missed that person because she uh, missed the feeling of being with that person right okay so um so she may have um missed sang the wrong thank you i think the lyrics are are wrong in this case i get her point to a degree i think you explained it better than anybody could loneliness is worse than covid yes um (laughs) 12 minutes later we have come full circle (laughs) how would you have voted in that poll alex what was the question again what's the biggest killer among us what is it what is the worst killer um that you would die with i'd probably go heart disease heart failure Mm -hmm. i would have gone a lot of things over loneliness to be honest okay luckily we're all uh tied up though i'm married you're married yeah alex has got a woman Mm. so covid cancer bring it on right (laughs) but but there are a lot of people in this country and this world that don't have nobody and that is sad i mean that for real give you an example my 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 father passed away on december 29th from november the um the 18th of 2020 till december 29th of 2021 he was alone mm. he was lonely who was with him so not to get into this but i, I see cases for real west of like older couples mm-hmm. one passes away yeah. and then the other does shortly after that's right that that now that is completely different than a 20 year old attractive girl being lonely Mm. she could find a dude tomorrow tonight by six o'clock but older don't don't even go there shout out to carly ray jepson older people passing away when their loved one passed away that's that's a legit thing right but i'm saying here i am i i've i was um alone from let's see i started trying to date at 16 i didn't uh, and i was alone from 16 until 21 and people don't realize you passed away three times and they had to resuscitate you and bring you back not me (laughs) wes is a zombie he died when he was 17 from loneliness but he's back among us walking this earth hey well well, then my daughter wouldn't have been able to say that her mother should um should just go ahead and um 
Go ahead and die because she had died. What? All right, let's, uh, let's go to break. It's time to go to break. Yeah. I, I don't know where we're going here. We went too far. I hope y'all learned no, no, a lot. I'll tell you what she said. She said, um, I don't know why in the world um, that the doctors had to um, uh, had to bring her back to life. Just let her freaking die. Wes, okay, but... Oh, what? what are we talking about? Why here? would you say that, though? What? That's what she said. That's pretty harsh, that's right? My, that's what my daughter said. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't disagree with her. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it, um, it was taking a lot of burden off of me. Okay, Wes. <laughs> you can't. No, man. No, 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 no. Ah, oh, man. People are enjoying it. Calzone can't stop laughing. Tyler says free for all Friday. Jamie says, I swear to God, Wes looks like he's falling asleep while he talks. <laughs> now, all right. Now, listen, the way I talk, I close my eyes. All right. We're all going to get in trouble, namely me from Ellerby on Monday, but it's been worth it. We'll take a break, come back, more to go after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town Insurance Advisor offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-830 today. Now, back to the show. Here's Clip. All right. And Alex's defense is kind of tough to get your head straight after that last segment. That was a doozy. Um, What do you mean, all right? I'm sorry. What are you apologizing for? You were having to... um you started off the segment said you were going to have uh, you were having a um, a short segment <laughs> no you said that it was going to be grand, a grandpa segment or you oh okay and so i was uh, i was joining you in the, on that segment yeah that's as, fine as a grandpa that's fine the only thing i would like to say is you can't say something is a proven fact if it's a poll okay i, I stand correct and i use that example of what's better burgers or chicken sandwiches mm-hmm. and we do a poll Let's do it real quick. I'm going to say burger. What are you going to say, Wes? Chicken sandwich. What are you going to say, Alex? Burger. Sorry, Wes. It's a proven fact now that burgers are better than chicken sandwiches. Okay. See, you can't say that because you like chicken sandwiches more. Right. So, 
um that's the only lesson i'd like for you to and don't wish death upon people would be my other okay gotcha (laughs) other than that great segment all right let's uh let's get back to sports here for a moment coming up sunday in Minji's pirates and tulane green wave we'll talk about that and more with the play-by-play voice of tulane Corey glore who joins us on the pirate radio live line Corey, how you doing buddy I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm just off around the COVID, but I've bounced back here, and it's a good time of year for me to be bouncing back with now sports colliding, as you well know, at this time of uh, the calendar. But, you know, I'm, I'm here, and I'm here for you. All right. Well, I hope you're uh, feeling well. And, yeah, I, I waited until after the final whistle in Tulane's game last night to send you an invite to the show and uh, did not even think about you having to call baseball this weekend. So. to know that you not only it was like immediately after the final buzzer like i looked down as i was in break going to the post game show and i saw a text from you i did not realize it was that i didn't watch the end i just saw final and texted you so it was incredible sorry about that and no no it was great it was great I, it made me feel as though you were listening to me intently and i oh yeah that's what I was doing. That's right. Um, Corey, on that note, uh, so I did a, a bit of a hot take, but I believed my words I was saying. Uh, when I saw SMU come here to Greenville and beat East Carolina 75-64, to 64, boy, I thought the game uh, was a little more out of hand than that. I said, SMU is the best team I've seen uh, in the AAC. They are going to win the American, and uh, they're going to the tournament, and they're going to win a tournament game. Uh, Shortly after that, they lost to North Texas and to Wichita. It was Wichita's first win in league play, and I said, all right, uh, I'm wrong again. I put the voodoo on them. Uh, Since that loss, they have won five in a row. You saw them last night, Corey. I don't know if they can make up enough for those losses that they had, but they are playing great right now. Got a big one against Memphis and then at FAU. Um, What did you think of that SMU team you saw last night, and and can they make a run here and maybe get into the tournament? I think what stands out to me about SMU, and and we started their winning streak, and now we're win number five for them in Mm. the winning streak here. And so we've seen them twice in two weeks, and and I think what I've seen from them is uh, they're going to be – bigger is not the right term than everybody else because there are teams with more size. Uh, than SMU, but just it feels like they're just limbs everywhere. Like it just you just look around in passing lanes, and it's just you just see go go gadget arms wherever you go against SMU, and so they're they're going to be challenging to beat with just a firepower offense. That's where we've run into trouble is that we need to outscore teams and, and get into the 80s, and SMU doesn't really allow that. Um, I think what stands out to me about SMU and why I tend to agree with you that I think they're the best, most talented team in the league right now is because they can win in a lot of different ways and it doesn't feel uncomfortable for them. Like that they can stifle you defensively, but they can also just like they're, they're putting up 80 something points a game in their winning streak right now. And that was far more than what they had been doing throughout the course yeah. of the season that they don't have a margin for error. You're right. And they do have Memphis, FAU and they have South Florida right behind that. So these next three games are critical for them. Um, but their, their nets in the top 40, that is a bubble position, but they don't have a win to speak of. Their best wins probably against Charlotte. Uh, and so they, they probably, 
can't afford a loss. Like, and that's kind of what, what they've been put behind there. Even though they played a good non-conference schedule, they didn't really beat anybody of no, maybe Florida State is their best non-conference win. Um, but they played a lot of good teams close. That's why they are where they are in the net. So uh, you see it close up, and, and you see a lot of things on paper as to why they probably should be um, at the top of this league, And but they're chasing, and, and it's, it's kind of hard to figure. Um, they're going to have some opportunities here to climb further up the ladder from four where they are right now, but I think from what I've seen the last two weeks from them, that they can play in so many different ways and it doesn't seem disjointed for them. Corey Glore joining us. Corey, it's not a great league uh, by any stretch, but it certainly is interesting. I mean, night in, night out, you you don't know who's going to win these games. Usually it is the, the home team, it seems, although East Carolina has won three road games in conference play this year, which is pretty unheard of. Um, and and I, looking on paper, I would say this would be a disappointing season so far for the Tulane Green Wave, but it is it's kind of fun night in, night out going to Minji's or watching on TV and really not knowing the outcome going into a game. It's pretty a razor-thin margin for a lot of these matchups, and I think it'll be the same for Tulane and ECU on Sunday. You know, I, I think what, what has jumped out to me about the league is that there's no clear top dog like with no Houston anymore, but uh, you can go, I think, 1 through 12, and feel pretty confident saying that any of those 12 could probably win on a given night. I would put Temple outside of that mix. And now we, we had to go to overtime with them a few weeks ago, but our games at Temple have always been weird. Uh, and, and maybe uh, or Rice, I'd kind of put them uh, maybe outside that mix. Rice, Wichita, one of those two teams. Um, but one through 12, um, you know, you can kind of – change a couple plays in the span of a game and you could have a very different looking standing. So it's, it's been fascinating to see that this league um, has, I think deepened considerably with the conference USA editions. And, and it's also, I think what has also led to this clip is that there, the huge scheduling and balance that does exist with this many teams and who has the home and homes with who, and who only sees opponents once like, Charlotte's had an easy schedule. There's no doubt about it so far, and that is part of why they are where they are. But they perform well against the good teams because they forged their identity against some lesser teams. Uh, And so they've got a nice path to the top. South Florida's had a nice path to the top so far here, and and there's no denying that. Um, You know, uh, Tulane will, will point at the schedule that they were up against and see two with FAU and two with Memphis and two with SMU and two with UAB and two with North Texas. And they say, wait a minute, that's not quite what Charlotte's had to go through here. But that's that's because a lot of people thought good things of Tulane heading into the year and it hasn't panned out. And so, um, you know, it, it, that, that lends to part of it, but there's no doubt that that has led to a kind of a chaos conference. And that means Fort Worth is going to be kind of popcorn viewing, I feel, from start no to start. You could pick a name out of a hat in my mind in that tournament, and you could make a case for them to win it. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one coming up in March. Corey Glore joining us. We'll be in Greenville uh, this weekend. Corey, when are you getting in town, and, and what do you got to do? Hang out with Malcolm Gray and, and company when you get here? What are the plans? Yeah, I mean, that, I think that is the plan. I'm coming in Saturday evening, um, and so I expect uh, a red carpet <laughs> when I arrive at PGV. Um, and then, yeah, I'll have a little bit of a uh, little, little bit of beverage with some some folks there, especially since 
Um, we aren't coming that way for baseball this year, and so this will be. And we're we're not on the football schedule coming up in the fall. Oh no! So, uh, so yeah. So I got I got to take advantage here. So uh, that means I, I better see your lovely face when I arrive tomorrow. Um, I don't care what you have planned. I don't care they have a family. Like I'm here. Family, ECU baseball, all behind Corey Glore. Man, this will be the last time I talk to you, Corey, uh, until 2025. So let's enjoy this moment. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we play each other in baseball, just not in Greenville. You come here okay. right. at the end of uh, at the end of May, I believe. Maybe I'll talk to you before then. Corey Glore joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, and uh, Corey again. I, I didn't even think about you calling baseball uh, later tonight, so I do appreciate you joining us here. Uh, Big Ten's Northwestern going into town to take on. Uh, Tulane to open up the baseball season. I talked to Aaron Fitt last week, Corey. We were talking about the basketball conference and how you know much deeper it is with these new Conference USA teams. Aaron says he likes this conference more now than he did uh, this time last year with these new teams coming in. So interested to see what happens when league play begins. But how about Tulane baseball opening up with Northwestern? What's the outlook on the Green Wave this year? You know, I, I think I think that's the general rule of thumb here is that it, it can't be worse than what last year turned into, and it was a fifteen and you know thirty nine regular season, mm. fifteen and forty. Right? Uh, no, fifteen thirty nine was the regular season. Like that, that was an all timer bad year here at this program. That they are older now. They, I mean, the, the lineup is about half new, half remaining from last year's team. And the, those that remain have a lot of at bats under their belt, and so you got a lot of guys in their junior years and the, the key year here in college baseball with the T.O. Banks and a Brady Margett and, and Gavin Scholes, and then they they bring in some 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 transfers that have some some reps under them, and that's part of last year's struggles for that. All the guys that were leaned on to carry the offense were young, or sophomores were younger, and that's just rare in college baseball nowadays. And so that they have more reps under their belt in the lineup. It's almost an entirely redone pitching staff um, with, with some some UCLA transfers, some UC Santa Barbara transfers in there. Got a, a couple of guys from Virginia coming into the lineup here as well. They got an East Carolina Pirate that's coming in to play middle infield here, and so. Um, that they feel a lot better about just the experience they have heading in. Um, they also feel a lot better about how the schedule was made up this year, where they were on the road a ton last year in California a couple times, and in Seattle and Washington or in, in Hawaii. Um, now it's eleven straight at home to open the year. They they don't leave the state of Louisiana until conference play at the end of March, and so that they feel a lot better about being able to kind of settle in and find the strengths and weaknesses here, iron out some of the wrinkles. They're not a crazy deep pitching staff. I think there's questions in the starting rotation right now, but they feel good about the bullpen if they can get there. And so, you know, I think the league as a whole clip, you got ECU at the top, adding Charlotte puts them in the top of the mix here. UTSA is a very good add with what they did last year. Um, and so I think those do kind of outweigh losing like a Houston out of this league. You know, Cincinnati didn't provide much. UCF was off and on. And so having those two teams, having a Rice and an FAU in there who, who have been good, and Rice was historically good, you know, Tulane's going to have their work cut out for them here. They feel better about the makeup heading into this year as opposed to last year. And now I think they know that they can't just – 
flip a switch in Clearwater, like what seemed to happen last year. Like they actually yeah. have to build some wins and some stability before we get into the meat of conference play because you can't finish in the bottom two this year like like Tulane did last year. Otherwise, you're not even going to have a chance to defend. So um, they feel a lot better about where they were heading into play last year. Let's hope it pans out. Corey Glore joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Corey, I always like to ask you about your favorite pro teams, so let's run through those real quick. So, first of all, what were your thoughts on the Bucks firing Adrian Griffin when that happened? Uh, um, if you watched them, it made sense. Because um, they were like, what, 30 and 8 or something like that? Like, Yeah, okay. but if, if you watched them play, uh, that you could see the obvious problem. And that you know that they won at the time of the firing. They had more clutch victories than any team in the league. Uh-huh. They also played the easiest schedule in the league by that point. So it, 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 they almost were winning their games on Giannis being him, being you know Lillard being him, you know Chris Middleton chipping in here. Like it's it, that they were a hard watch, and you could see just massive problems schematically. Um, is Doc Rivers going to fix all that here? Uh, his, his task is to fix it by April. Um, and, you know, losing to a husk of a Memphis team last night um, doesn't breed a lot of confidence in your boy here. So, and also a pretty uh, haphazard Miami team right before that. So, um, no, I, I have been um, deeply disappointed in them this year. And, if they're hoping to just turn something on here in April when the playoffs roll around, um, good for them. They haven't provided a lot of confidence for me, despite the record. All right. Speaking of disappointments, uh, how about the Bears, Corey? What uh, if if they reached out to Corey Glore and said, "Man, what do we do here? Do we do we roll with Justin Fields and, and go a different direction? Try to trade that number one pick? Do we take Caleb Williams, trade Justin Fields? Uh, well, what would you like to see happen with that situation this offseason? Trade it. Trade number one. Hmm. Trade number one. Trade do you think there's any likelihood that happens, Corey? Or do you, you... It seems it seems unlikelier now than maybe a couple weeks ago. Right. Um I feel like we would have heard something rumbling by this point about you know, teams have definitely inquired to them, but there there hasn't been anything leaked out about, you know, what you know, someone will leak something out to see if the asking price can get higher. But to yeah. me it's you know, I, I I still think there is enough in Justin Fields to work with here, and if it doesn't work next year with him, then, I mean, you're you're kind of looking at a two year thing, like an experiment with him over the next couple of years with a new OC, as opposed to bringing in a Caleb Williams and you are completely restarting again. Um, and so I, I feel I feel you could play Plinko with this draft pick and move down because he's still got number nine there too. And so you you can move back to two if you want and, and see what you, your what your kids want to do and or drop back to three and something like that and get a bunch of picks to load up on some real positions of need like wide receiver as well as having pick number nine um, and and really really load in here hmm. um instead i feel like this would be um this would be hitting a reset button that i don't think necessarily needs to be completely hit yet and Corey, how about the brew crew i'm looking at nl central odds uh cubs cardinals at the top with those young uh pesky fun reds and third in all the uh the odds i'm looking at and then the brewers fourth um 
boy, the Cardinals were pretty bad last year. Uh, they have the best odds to win it in, on FanDuel and BetMGM. Cubs on DraftKings. Uh, outlook on the Brewers. They have a chance. That, uh, the NL Central has been pretty weak. Is that fair to say these last few years? Can the, the Brewers uh, go win it this year? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> they, um, you know, that they have thrived on that division being weak, and they won it last year because of that. That's how they've kind of won these division titles is um, you played a lot of games in your division. The division wasn't very good, and so uh, Milwaukee kind of got to bolster themselves on feasting on the week. Well, you don't play as many games in the division now. Uh, you just lost your manager to the Cubs. Um, you just traded your Cy Young pitcher to Baltimore while signing like Reese Hoskins uh, to try and help out the lineup here. And so they're, they're sending like mixed messages about um, what they actually want to do. They're kind of stuck in neutral, it feels right now, where they, they are afraid about tearing it down, which they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. They have um, the, one of the best farm systems in baseball here but they also aren't fully pot committed to being a team that can feasibly challenge to win a pennant. And so, um, no, they, they are, um, they're, they're spinning a little bit and it's frustrating to see because they can make a decision one way or the other here. And they're just kind of choosing not to Corey Glore joining us. I saw Corey tweet in excitement, uh, about severance, uh, season two, I guess, filming, looking forward to that. Corey, do you have any TV recommendations for us? What are you watching? I, I, it doesn't shock me that are, are you are you all sorry, Severance Watch? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you and I have aligned in a lot of TV pictures. We are weirdos. Yes, I mean <laughs> it's. I mean, I, I mean that is my favorite show on television right now. It's just a while till season two arrives. It appears, but um, I mean the the bear is uh, some great viewing. I've never, I've, you know, I've heard that a lot, and I've never tried it. So I need to get on that one, I guess. You, you can't approach it as it's a sitcom or a comedy. It right. will depress you. But that, that, based on what you and I have talked about over the years, I think that's actually fine with your TV viewing. Yeah, we've talked about The Leftovers a lot, which is the most depressing show ever that we enjoy. So, yeah. It doesn't reach that level, but it's definitely not a comedy. But it's very good television. So give that a try. All right, The Bear will uh, be added to the list. Corey, hope to see you uh, Saturday evening. I'll... I'll try to make it. Man, I hate the schedule makers put baseball at one and, and basketball at two on Sunday. I'd love a quick baseball game and be able to head over to Minji's and see the finish. I don't know if that's going to work out, but I'll see you at some point this weekend. And I uh, appreciate it, as always, your time here on the program. Just put an ear, an earbud in when you're doing PA on Sunday and listen to me um, in your ear and try not to get things confused. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Thank you, Corey. See you, buddy. Thank you, Clive. Corey Glore joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line ECU and Tulane coming up on Sunday. Mentioned uh, DraftKings a moment ago. Big news. DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is coming soon to North Carolina on March 11th. It won't be long until you can bet on same-game parlays, money lines, and props right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook has the best features, including odds boost and live betting, social betting groups where you can share your bets with 
with friends in real time. And you can bet on all kinds of sports, college hoops, hockey, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's coming to North Carolina on March 11th. Go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and be ready to go once we go live here in North Carolina. If you have a gambling problem, call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply subject to regulatory licensing requirements. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Hour 3 Pirate Radio Live East Carolina leading rider 9 to 1 right now at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll be back with you after this. Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street and on Greenville Boulevard in the old Pizza Inn location. And the technicians at New Blue stand ready to face any challenge that time or the elements may throw at your home. Your home deserves the best, and New Blue is ready to help with any electrical, plumbing, and HVAC needs. New Blue is also specializing in crawl space moisture control and encapsulations along with septic system repairs and installations. Contact them today at call nublue.com new blue service group redefining service excellence now back to the show here's flip back with you pirate radio live on a free beer football friday we got to do free beer the great thing about wes is he's distracting that's also the bad thing we'll see if uh, he can hook up with morgan aylers here on the pirate radio live line We'll do our free beer Friday at the end of this segment. No? Okay. Um, fine. We'll go to Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, who does join us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Golf Shop Show coming your way Saturday here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Clip. I'm down in Florida on the golf course on the one good 
weather day I'm going to have while I'm down here. Well, uh, enjoy it while you can. We'll uh, we'll catch up on your game here in a moment and what's going on currently in golf. But I do want to go back to last week, Greeny, and uh, kind of the big news, at least the mainstream news out of the golf world, came out of the uh, waste management from last week, of course, and the uh, debauchery that, that goes on there and had to what uh, stop letting people in, stop selling alcohol, uh, and looks like some changes could be made to what they do. And uh, Greeny, I guess first of all, it, you know, is it is it okay? You are a golf guy. You, you you grew up on it. You talk about it now. You follow it. Is it okay to maybe have one hole out of one PGA course that is uh, is different from every other hole throughout the year, or is it uh, is a little too much? You know, what's your take on this whole thing? What's happened is it's become such a popular hole at a popular event that so many people are trying to get there that they can't all fit, right? So what's happening now is over the years, it's been spilling out onto other holes of the golf course. And what I think you finally saw happen this year was it's it's happening on almost every single hole in the golf course. And I think it's turned the players off finally, and I think it's turned the players against it a little bit. So what you're going to see is, you know, if this thing isn't a sig- signature event or some kind of an elevated event and you don't get the top players you know, really incent them to come there, they're going to stop coming there. I mean, Zach Johnson basically said he's been coming there for 21 years and and it's been the same way. And he got into it. Billy Horschel got into it. It just got a little too much. I think if you can keep it at one hole on that event for four days, then it's fine. But I think now that it's spilled out everywhere and it's become an issue, it's become a huge issue. Yeah, that's a good point. I saw the Billy Horschel uh, video that got around, and and you're right. Once the the players start complaining about it, then because uh, you have some that embrace it, and and I think it's like you said, you, you keep it to one. Okay, you can deal with it when it when it becomes a a whole day thing, and you got Horschel going back at at, at fans that are out there chirping during backswings and things like that. It's uh, it's a little too much. Yeah. So I mean, you know. If they're going to have to start, you know, I mean, it's, you're not going to cut off alcohol sales, at, you know, early in the day, right? And that becomes the issue. So do you just have to start kicking people out and then make people realize that if you start, you know, acting the fool, you're going to get kicked out and you go down that road? I mean, that might be the initial thing to do is like, look, instruct the fans, you need to be respectful and, you know, Honestly, this isn't live golf where there's music playing the whole time. You guys got one hole. Let's confine it to one hole. If you start acting like this on other holes, you're out, right? And that's what it's going to be. Marguerite Nelge Golf Shop Show joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. The big news this week, uh, Tiger is back. Uh, what's going on right now, Greeny, uh, with the Genesis Invitational? Well, uh, for those who watched Tiger Woods for his entire career, we saw something on the last hole yesterday that I don't think we've ever seen before. We saw Tiger hit a shank. Um, <laughs> apparently, he was having some back spasms on the last couple of holes, and it, 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 he said he went to make the swing on 18, and the body just the back just locked up and wouldn't turn, and he shanked it. And then he hit an unbelievable shot to get it to where he actually had a decent look for par and, uh, and had a chance to make the par and, and didn't hit a very good putt. But, you know, he... On the front nine, let's just say in the first 10 holes, he hit really two bad shots, and he made a bunch of bogeys. So it's just one of those things where I think you may – he looked physically fine. I mean, other than the back having a little spasms, but he walked fine, which I think was the big thing last year. So if we continue to walk fine and we continue to keep building, 
I mean, my thing is maybe by the U.S. Open at Pinehurst, we see him start to actually be a little bit more competitive on the leaderboard. And uh, looking at the leaderboard this week, Greeny, looks like, uh, man, a lot of familiar names. Is this one of those big events uh, where they all get together? Yes. So this is a, a signature event, and this is one that actually only has 70 players. But because Tiger and Jack and you would have thought Arnie would have wanted a cut of some sort at their events, what you get is that they're going to be a cut today after after 36 holes, and it's going to be below 50 scores and ties, or anybody within 10 shots of the lead. So that's kind of what you're looking at right now, I think, as we're talking. I think nine under is the lead, so anybody that's plus one or better right now is going to be in, or 50 and, and ties. So, I mean, Tiger's got a little bit of work to do probably this afternoon because the scoring's been pretty decent. So uh, you look at it from that standpoint, but... Um, this the, the Memorial Jack's Memorial and the Arnold Palmer Invitational will be the three signature events where they actually have a cut because Tiger still felt like that any golf tournament worth its medal needed to have a cut. Mark Greenhill, Golf Shop Show, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Greeny, uh, for years, we all saw the reign of terror the Patriots put on the NFL, and you enjoyed every moment of that. And now it is the Kansas City Chiefs uh, who have the uh, rest of the NFL in a stranglehold. And uh, we saw it again on Sunday. Double-digit deficit, halftime deficit, deficit with less than two minutes left. Doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes is going to get it done. Trailing in overtime, doesn't matter. Uh, Mahomes, Andy reading company get it done again what do you think of super bowl 58 last week greeny well i think san francisco let them off the hook yeah i mean they must they muscle punt right um they they're kicking field goals you've got to you know for kansas city you've got to kick you got to score touchdowns you can't kick field goals and realistically the extra point cost them the super bowl right i mean as soon as they miss that extra point, you're like, that's going to come back to haunt them. They kicked two more field goals, you know, when they could have scored touchdowns after that. That's going to come back to haunt them. They apparently didn't know the rules for overtime because if you know the rules for overtime, you defer when you win the coin toss because you want to know what the other team has done. Um, so that didn't make sense either. So really, to me, just a comedy of errors by San Francisco pretty much just served up the Super Bowl in a silver platter to the Kansas City Chiefs. No more football. Uh, you got golf on, which Greeny talked about. College baseball beginning today. East Carolina in action this weekend against Ryder. And a big college hoops day. Talked about it uh, earlier in the show. The ACC games coming up on Saturday. That includes a nightcap with NC State at Clemson. And Greeny, uh, th- three wins in a row for the Tigers. Four out of five. And I guess your philosophy is stay away, right? Don't get invested. Don't pay attention in the Tigers' win. Uh, so does that mean you'll be tuning out tomorrow night's game when they take on NC State? Correct. Uh, somebody, <laughs> trying to, somebody trying to text me during the, the game at Chapel Hill saying, you got to turn this on. I'm like, nope, not even paying attention. Don't want to know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, just find out the results afterwards. That has worked so far. And uh, people starting to think Clemson may be making a push to that NCAA tournament, which will put you in a real pickle, Greeny. I mean, you got to watch them in the tournament if they make it, right? I'll watch that as soon as they get there. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I looked at the bubble watch this morning, and the bubble watch said if they beat NC State at home, they're in. Man. Yeah, that's uh, going to do at that point. A lot at stake coming up uh, this weekend. That'll be a good one coming up on Saturday night. All right, Greeny, uh, what do you guys have planned for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Show? 
Well, we're going to talk to uh, Gary Van Sickle about what we talked about, about the waste management debacle, if you will. We're going to preview uh, the Chubb Classic, which is the uh, Champions Tour coming back for their second event of the year. We're going to, as usual, check in with our man Bill Bender of the Sporting News. And uh, we'll see what else we can get into. We uh, we got Doug Rice because, you know, down here where I am, not that I'm going, but Daytona 500 is supposed to run on Sunday. I don't think it will just because of the way the weather looks down mm. here, but we'll catch up and see what the uh, year of motorsports looks like. Yeah, it seems like that happens more times than not. Uh, rain getting in the way uh, yeah. of a Sunday 500. Greeny, good stuff, man. Hit them straight, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. All right, uh, that interview, uh, by the way, was recorded at 2.30. Since then, Tiger Woods has withdrawn from the Genesis Invitational uh, because of illness. So no Tiger coming up this weekend. Take a break, come back, more to go. As we go to break, you can keep the crowd cheering. I like your crowd cheering for me. Let's make somebody a winner, Wes. Let's go caller four. 317-1250, 317-1250, free beer Friday. 18 Bud Light cans can be yours along with lunch for two at Tiebreakers. One lucky winner, free beer Friday on Pirate Radio Live. We'll go caller four, 317-1250, 317-1250 is the number to call. And we are back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this. We do the wave all by Hey, Uncle Blind Man could have made that call. We like our beer flat as can be. We like our dogs with mustard and red. Cheeseburgers in paradise! I do miss my carnivorous habit. Made it nearly 70 days. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. And it is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now back into PRL, here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We got another Norby in uniform and in the game for the Pirates. Connor a few years ago. It is Ethan Norby, his brother, the lefty, pitching now and just got his first strikeout as a Pirate. Last half inning, J.C. hit one to the moon. Pirates lead it 10-1. Jacob Jenkins Coward, a blast over the right field fence. And East Carolina cruising right now in game one of 2024, up 10-1 on Ryder on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by Da Buck. Wes, we were talking about. Can you cut Jimmy for me? So, is the ARCA race in Daytona? Yes, sir. Okay, so you uh, we were talking about during the break. 
uh daytona has you know weather issues uh, all the time seemingly in february uh, truck race scheduled for tonight that's going to go on as scheduled correct as of right now mm-hmm. you said there was an arca race scheduled am i saying that right yes okay scheduled for saturday that is going to be moved up to tonight, tonight after the trucks at 10 30 yes. okay so they're trying to they know that it could be a little hairy i guess on saturday and sunday right you got to figure out what to do with xfinity and the uh the nascar series right um alex was asking you some nascar 101 like why are you interested in this why should i be interested in this i want to table that off-air discussion and bring it on the air tuesday with coach mac i feel like that would be a good segment there's a lot of folks out there that don't care at all i am a very i don't i'll like turn it over there on sunday and watch daytona and sometimes i'm in pools which gets me interested in any sporting event including nascar but i'm i'm very novice on the sport but i can tell by alex's questions i know way more about it than even he does because you're not into it at all no not i mean my uncle is a huge nascar fan and i just like i've tried and i just i don't you don't get i I don't i told you off air i don't mean to sound like a mark but like it's, it is cars driving in circles. Uh, like, yeah. I, I don't mean to simplify it, but like especially live, I get it live because right. that's a whole different ball game. But like on TV, like unless there's a massive wreck, like I just don't get the appeal. I want to see, yeah, if Coach Mac can give you valid reasons to maybe check it out and get you interested. Yeah, I'm. I I'm open. See, I I'm see open if he for can discussion. Do that. All right. Uh, let's take our final break. We'll come back, wrap it up here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a rough day for the stock market. The Dow was down 145 to finish at 38,628. The NASDAQ was down 130 to finish at 15,776. And the S&P 500 was down 24 to finish at 5,000. And six. That was your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back into PRL. Here's Cliff. And as we wrap it up, one more scoreboard check-in on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. ECU up 10-1 on Ryder in the seventh inning. Pirates will play game two of the series Saturday and a game three finale on Sunday. Wes, we did it, buddy. Yes, we did. Alex, great job, man. Appreciate you. We will see you Monday, 3 o'clock, all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Mike Houston going to join us, plus a baseball recap. Got that on the way on Monday. For the crew, I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.